I get a feeling it's going to be a riot. I don't read the newspapers because they all have ugly prints. Yeah, it's time for Twisted. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Sorry that I could not do it on Monday. I just got back from China, and so I didn't have time, and then I had to go. I forget what. Oh, I had something going on. I just couldn't do it. So we're doing it on Wednesday. I'll put it out. If you guys can listen, I'd love to have you guys listen. If not, no big deal. Uh, Glad to be back. Glad to be back. I'm going to be in Las Vegas this weekend, Friday and Saturday night, 11 p.m. We are at Playa Hollywood doing the naughty show, Jocelyn Sharp, and uh, we got a crazy-ass balloon guy, uh, Kevin Cole, I believe is his name. Kevin Cole, he's going to be doing crazy balloons. We're giving away fleshlights. Come out. We're giving away some fleshlights, some T-shirts, some CDs. Come to the naughty show. Go to naughtyshowlv.com. Grab them tickets, yo. And then next week, I will be at Alberta, Canada. I will be at Edmonton. I'm literally going to be the first American to leave the United States for Canada. I'm going to Edmonton, doing the comic strip. Uh, November 16th through the 20th, come out, rock out with Chicago, and then December 1st, I'm very excited, the first week in December, I will be at the Comedy Bar in Chicago, December 1st, 2nd, 3rd, go to ComedyBar.com for those tickets, holla at your boy, good to be back, so not much to talk about, nothing new going on, nothing exciting, just another day in America, just nothing unusual going on. And obviously, chaos has broken out. Chaos! Donald Trump is... I'm, I'm not going to talk about this song because I know people are going to be... Are people going to be over this? Are people going to be over people talking about Trump? Like, is it's so bad, but everybody's talking about... Is everybody going to be like, ugh, talk about something else? I thought. I thought social media. I was like, all right, election will be over at least. And I was so ready nothing. for... November 9th. Yeah. And I just don't have to talk about Hillary Clinton anymore. I was like, oh, freedom. Talk about freedom. And I was going to not. And it's just gotten worse. It's just gotten worse. It's unbelievable. I just want to. I'll get into that. I, do I want to talk about China? I'll talk about China after this, obviously. Donald Trump is our president. Uh, Pence is our vice president. I, I, dude, on the realm of shocking, where. Does this upset fall? Is it, is it Holly Holm, uh, Ronda Rousey upset? Is it, is it Buster Douglas Tyson upset? I mean, nobody saw this coming except for the five people on Coke at Donald Trump's election rally. I mean, like, no, nobody saw this coming. Like, no. w- we just learned that nothing's real. The media lost, the, the media lost all respect. How can you believe the media anymore after showing that she was up? Like at one point they had her up 10 points. And they're like, yeah, that came out. That's not real. They paid for that. You're like, what the fuck? What is real? I mean, dude, I remember he was up like 20, 24 to 3. And I'm like, this is weird. Like, is this just, and everyone's like, well, because the red states are, you know, the red states, they're done first. So that's why he's getting all that. You're like, okay. And then she never caught up. He literally won 
buzzer to buzzard. I mean, she never led in this thing. And it's it, it's just chaos. And it was like, it was really cool because the cool thing about it was I was asked to do two two shows. I was asked to do, well, I, I was asked to do the improv uh, election night show. And I went there and there was like 12 people in the crowd. And I still did it because it was like my buddy Bronson and my friend Christina Casagrande and I still did. There was like one gorgeous blonde sitting in the front. And all I could think of, like, I'd love to do coke with you if I still did coke. That's all. I see girls, I go, man, I bet you'd be great to do coke with. Like that back in the day. I bet you in fucking 2002, you and I would be great. We'd be doing blow and making bad decisions. But those days are done. But because uh, I knew where everybody was. Everybody was at the comedy store for the end of the world podcast. Uh, and it was like three of my favorite comics, Joe Rogan, Bill Burr, and Doug Stanhope. And uh, so I ran over there, man. It was just a completely different energy. I mean, when that main room is packed, it is like lightning in a bottle. It's lightning in a bottle, man. It was like the energy was buzzing. And you just saw, I walked on stage, I saw Tony Hitchcliffe on stage. I saw Dean Del Rey on stage. Like, man, that's fucking cool. They brought those guys up. So I went in the back and Doug Stanhope was there. And uh, he's already shit-faced. And that's cool. You know, he's going through some stuff with his uh, his wife. Hit her head. She's in a coma. Thoughts and prayers, even though I don't think they believe in God. You know, to bingo. I love Doug Stamp. He started the he started the Las Vegas comedy scene. He's like the godfather of it. And then I'm the next one in line. And now it's where it is now. But he's the first major name to, to really do comedy in Vegas. So we've always had that bond. We've really always been good friends. And, uh, you know, so I come up, I see him. He's got his awesome, like, weird kind of, like, like uh, tent house revival pastor, used car salesman suit that he likes to wear. Like, like he got it off the rack at Beetlejuice's house. Like, it's like, it's a really, he's a wonderful person. And obviously I'd heard what happened to Bingo, but they said not the same thing. And I respect that, man. You know, it's like he's going through hard times. So I go out there. I'm just hanging out. It was a bunch of people I hadn't seen forever. Uh, Greg Chalele, who's a wonderful human being, who is who is uh, Doug Stanhope's road guy. Like, he handles all of his road stuff. And he's a wonderful guy. I met him in, in Alaska. And, you know, everybody's got purple hair. So, you know, it's a good party. And I'm sitting there, and I'm talking uh, to a couple people from Vegas, and all of a sudden, Greg goes, they're calling you on stage. I'm like, what? And my girlfriend yells at me because I never, she goes, you're, you're, you sh you're one of them. You should be okay. Go and I'm totally am. Like, you throw me in a lineup with all of them, I'm going to bang his, I'm going to hit as hard as everybody. Maybe not Bill Burr because he's just a heavyweight champ. I don't think anybody's hit like Bill Burr in the, in the, in the country. Nobody's hit like Bill Burr. But I bang with everybody. I mean, they're going to get bigger last me because they're celebrities and they're great comics. I mean, it just is what it is. I'm not trying to say anything, but I will hold my own. Let's just say that. I hold my own. And so I go out there and, dude, for the first hour I'm on stage, I am literally, it's like I won a radio contest. And I'm just like, come on down to the comedy store to the end of the world podcast. And the first caller number five gets to sit on stage with Bill Byrne, Joe Rogan, Doug Stanhope for an hour. And that's how I felt. And I'm like, I got to say something funny. 
and I, I, I said a couple things, and this is how it always happens for me, because whenever I do panel with my famous friends, I'm the least known guy on the stage, and that's fine. That's just life. But it always takes me a little time for people to realize I'm funny because they're seeing their heroes. And so the co- a few couple things I say get a, a little chuckle, but then I start, I start cooking with gas. Um, Bill Burr was on fire. Bill Burr was on fire. I mean, he was murdering everybody and everything. And he, Bill Burr talks in punchlines. Like everything that comes out of his mouth is 100% sounds like a written bit. And his, and his ability to instantly come up with the best example in a tag is like what makes him amazing. What makes Tony Hinchcliffe great? His ability to do puns. I hate to tell everybody that's, that's Tony Hinchcliffe's thing. Bill Burr's thing is an amazing ability to, to come up with a, a punchline that illustrates his point, like uh, 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 something that uh, refers to what he's saying. His, you know, he's been able to make references, amazing references off, off the top of his head. And like, it's very funny because I'm a quick draw. I'm a fast gun. Gun recognizes a gun, and that guy's got the fastest gun out there. And they're, so they announce, they announce that weed has been legalized recreationally, And they all just start smoking weed on stage. The place is going nuts. The place is just a fucking weed house. I'm just sitting there watching. I'm not partaking, even though I really wanted to smoke weed. But I don't do drugs anymore. I just wanted to smoke weed because it's like, celebrate good times. Come on. Everybody's getting shit-faced. Rogan, I know Rogan's high face. I've seen him when he gets kind of high. It's like, I'm not going to get into it, but it's like, it's an interesting looking face. I know when he's baked out of his skull and he was baked out of his skull. Doug Stamps running around high as shit, drunk, wasted, asking people from the stage for cocaine. He tells, Doug Stanhope is the most hilarious human being you'll ever meet in your life because he has no shame. He'll tell any story. He told the story about Bingo hitting her head. Apparently, Bingo had done too much cocaine. She had done too much blow. She had fallen, hit her head, had a seizure. She's in a coma right now. And he told the story of what happened. Apparently, she did so much coke. People are flipping out. Everybody's calling 911. The cops come. She has this fanny pack, right? She has to have this fanny pack with her. It's, a, it's like her baba. You know, Bingo's Baba is her fanny pack, and apparently it always has cocaine in it. So they're flipping out because they don't want the co- the cops to go through it because they'll find the cocaine. So her sisters, who are square edges, squares, get the fanny pack. They go through it because they're looking for medical records. They find the coke, and it's not a little coke. It's a fucking ton of coke. Like a ton of coke. Like like Pablo Escobar amount of cocaine in this girl's fa- fanny pack. They grab the fanny pack. They go back and they're like, Doug, we found all of this. We found the Coke. What should we do? What do you think they did? They did the Coke. They did all of Bingo's Coke while she's in a coma from doing Coke at the house. He told that live on stage and you just watch even the comedians go, what the fuck? Except for me and my dead soul laughing. I was laughing. I go, that is the most ballsy story I've ever heard in my life. That's the most ballsy story I've ever heard in my life. Um, he, I have this theory that the hierarchy of comedy is this. 
Bill Burr is the heavyweight champ. He's the champ. But the godfather is Joe Rogan. Like, he's the most... He's he's the alpha of the group. If you put everybody in a room, he's the alpha. I've seen it happen a thousand times. I've been there with all my favorites in one room. He's the alpha. I and the reason I the reason I say he's, he's the Godfather is because nobody ever busts Joe Rogan's balls. Nobody does. I've never seen it until that night when everybody was shit faced and high. Bill Burr started racking on Rogan. I've never seen that before, and he laughed his ass off. Awesome, racked him. It was a fun. And like Rogan's great. Rogan's cool. It's like you know. It's like you have. If you're a comedian, you have to allow other comedians to rag. That's like brotherly love. That's brotherly love. So Rogan getting racked. He's he, Rogan had a like a little hat on, and everybody called him the little rascals hat. Then Doug Stamp starts telling a story about how Doug Stamp has herpes, and how one time, one time. Joe Rogan had a cold sore on his lip. And he's like, so you have herpes here. I have herpes on my dick. And I'm the bad guy. And the whole room just kind of got, are you saying Rogan has herpes? And it was like the craziest shit. And Rogan told a story about how he had it since he was a baby. And he didn't choose to have it. And everyone's like, oh. But it was so interesting to watch people bust Rogan's balls. Because you never see that. You never see that. And it was just... Such a magical time because this will never happen again. This podcast in this environment will never happen again. It will never because the upset of Donald Trump upsetting Hillary Clinton shockwaves around the world. And people are just people didn't know what was going on. I heard Stephen Colbert did a Showtime special and it was the most depressing shit anyone's ever seen because everybody had these sketches lined up of Donald Trump losing and he didn't and they couldn't show him. So they were just freaking out. South Park's rewriting an an entire episode. Right? (laughs) Like it's great. Nobody saw this coming and now people won't accept it. People won't accept this happen. Why are we here? Who saw this coming? Like, all of Donald Trump and Donald Trump's cocaine daughters. Does anybody look like they love coke more than the Trump daughters? They all just look like they love to get gacked out on blow. And I love it. I'm Yeah. They're great. I don't... I Dude, I'd fuck every one of Donald Trump's daughters. Have you ever said that about a president before? That you would bone all the... Do- the Bush daughters were, like, doughy. They're like, like, they were just, like... They were like that chick you banged in college. You're like, oh, yeah, you know, she was around. She'd like, you know what the Bush stars look like? Slump busters. Like when you, like, haven't been laid for a while and you had to bang a fatty just to get out, just to get the stink of desperation off you. You bang a Bush daughter. The Bush daughters like to party, though. Of course they do. But nobody looks like a human eight ball more than Donald Trump's one daughter with the big teeth, and you know I like big teeth. You do. Yeah. Like the, the one that I've never seen her mouth closed ever in the mouth because the teeth are too big. She can't get her fucking gums over it. Like they look like they love Coke. They all look, and there's multiple daughters. Like how many are there? Three? Uh, I only know of two. Oh, there's only two? I thought yeah. there was a third, like, distant one. 
There's, there's a sun. The, there's a distant sun. Yeah, and they sweat like coke, don't they? They all look like yeah, they're they crying. look like every background guy in Wolf of Wall Street. All the background coked out guys who are just extras, and they actually gave them all coke on the set, and they were just coke sweating. It just the whole family looks like blow. And I, you know, it's so funny. There's this one porn star. She's so fucking hot. Her name is Jules Ventura, and she does savage porn. Mm -hmm. Like she's, she's like super. I should be dating like, like prime ministers and third world fucking dictators. Hot, right? And she does porn. And I just sent her tweet congratulating her on the fact that she's literally going to be working every day for four years because she's going to be doing all the Molina fucking Trump porn that's coming out with all the uh, rod with all the condoms no condom porn passing and, and and the fact that we have a first lady who literally used to be a high-end escort yeah like is there any is there as much as people hate Donald Trump is there any president that represents the country more than a reality star and an Instagram model that we're going to have as the first First couple. I mean, that is America right there. Fucking fake heat and a chick who's just... I mean, dude, she is so hot. She's now in the White House. I've always said that. In America, the easiest way to move up social hierarchy is to be a hot chick. It's easier to become rich and famous being hot than it is to be an athletic man. 100%. Right? Yeah. So anyways, to get back to this thing, about uh, real quick about the end of the world, then I'll get into uh, the, the actual election. Sarah Tiana comes on, and I love her to death. She's one of my favorite people on planet. I love Sarah. I could not be happier for her. She was like, she was ready to quit comedy, and not because things were happening for her. And now she hit, and she's doing really well, and I love her to death. She comes on the podcast on the end of the world podcast and they threw her up and she's great. And she's, she starts talking about how Michelle Obama should run for president since she was the first lady. And that just sent bill off. Yeah. yeah. Cause he's, Bill's he's whole, whole thing was that. like, you guys in Hollywood didn't see that coming Cause you're not in middle America. You're not traveling around. You don't see what the world's going. And I've always said there's a disconnect between the suits in this town and the people they are selling to. It's like, it's very rare that you have a salesperson who never meets their customers, right? Yeah. Like even a stockbroker selling your stock, you go in and you meet them. And you talk about what you want to invest, right? I mean, I hate capitalism. I'm not going to, I don't want it to be in the stock market. I don't want, I think, it, I think there's an end game that's coming. People can get mad at that same, but I really do. But like you meet, you meet who you're selling to. The suits here who create television never meet the people that they're pitching to, that they're selling TV to. They only meet the people within this fucking 20 square miles of their office. And I, and I, you know, I got the show without magical comedy central right now. And those guys over there do a great job and they're doing their best because at the end of the day, the, it, before you even worry about what the people are going to watch and think you have to worry about it. Uh, are the sponsors going to like this? And then are the bloggers not going to beat the shit out of us on their blog? Then you worry about what. And that's just the reality situation. Those people are doing the best they can. But they live in a world that is detached from who they're actually selling to. And it's more about them putting out what they think the world should be than actually what people are looking for. And that's just my... I mean, because 
we've seen people say it over and over again. Hey, man, it's I feel I've heard people say I feel bad for white guys. People have said that out loud to people. I feel bad for white guys. Nobody cares about them anymore. Yeah. What just happened? A complete. This was a complete revolt by white guys. This is a complete another revolt. But anyways, she says that. Bill starts laying into her about that Michelle Obama. I mean, just starts laying into her, laying into her, laying into her. He, she's losing on all cards. Then, I don't know why she did this. She tried to change the the topic. She goes to, hey, man, what would you guys do on uh, Prop 60, the condom porn? Did you guys vote for or against it? And everyone goes against it. She goes, I voted for it. And, dude, the room went nuts. She's like, I think porn has ruined guys. I think porn has ruined guys. I'm like, okay, there is a point to that. But I go, also, romantic comedies have ruined fucking chicks. They think guys should be running through fucking, running through airports with flowers, crying about love. I mean, white guys watch way too much romantic comedies. There's too many guys who think, who watch girls. You should not be watching that show if you have a dick. If you're a grown man who doesn't like other grown men, and if you love other grown men, God bless you, you do your own thing. But if you're a grown man who's in the chicks, don't watch that shit. I just can't stand this stuff. That's not what, that's what girls want. Guys want porn, girls want that. And most guys don't even want porn sex. They just want to see girls get filthy. But most guys don't want to be like, hey, dude, let's all run trains on this. Nobody wants that. You know what guys want? Pump, pump, dump, sleep. That's what they want. Get it in, get it out. Yes, please. Yeah. <laughs> Let me do it. Let me go to sleep. I got to get to work tomorrow and pay for all this shit. So it's just like, so she got pounded on that. And then Morgan Murphy came on. And I love Morgan Murphy. I think Morgan Murphy's funny, hilarious, got a great ass. And I felt bad I said that out loud. Because it's just like, it seems demeaning, but it's it was Matt's love. I, I think she's got a great ass. So anyways, she does the shit. Uh, she argues that Trump is a sexist piece of shit, which I understand. But then I just got to go, but why are you okay with Bill Clinton's actions? And then their report was, he wasn't running. But then I go, but in my head, I was like, but Sarah Tiana just said that Michelle Obama should run because she's in the presidency or helping to make policy. But then you're going to say that Bill Clinton isn't going to be in Hillary's ear helping her make policy? It's the same fucking thing, man. You, that's the problem. We're picking and choosing this stuff. So here we got the Electoral College, and now everybody's mad at the Electoral College. Everybody's mad because uh, Hillary got more votes because, let's face it, she got California by a landslide, and she got New York by a landslide, which are the two most populated states. She's going to win the popular vote. And I get it, man. There's a part of me that's fucking, yeah, yeah, man, the popular vote should win. But there's a reason they have electoral college, and the well, reason we all, is... We also wouldn't have had George W. Bush if the popular vote... Yeah, I agree with that, did. too. I agree with that, too. I agree with that, too. Uh, but but that there were some... I feel like... She won New York. She won California. That's why she won the popular vote. But it was so, I felt like such a blowout that they couldn't even rig it. Like with Bush and Gore, it was close that they could fucking flip Florida and give it to him. I think if it, that's why they took forever 
to call Florida. Did you notice that? Oh, yeah. Like, they were calling states were like 4% sitting. We're calling it for Donald Trump. Like, Florida was like 99% in, too close to call. And you're like, but he's up 150,000 votes. Because they had to wait to see if there's any way for them to fucking do some shady shit. And that's my real opinion. That they were just waiting to see if they could call something. And they couldn't. Now you're like, hey man, we gotta get rid of Electoral College. Why? And you look at the progressives. So what's Hollywood all about? And I know this becomes a little bit inside ball if you're listening to this. And I'm just telling you, go with me. And I'd like to get Aaron, Aaron, your feelings on this. Okay. I feel the Electoral College is a lot like diversity in Hollywood. Where we gotta have everybody's gotta be represented. And I'm fine with both. Now, Jay Larson, uh, not Jay Larson, who was the right? Anyway, some, it wasn't Jay Larson, it was somebody else. Somebody went for a writing gig, and they told him they were, he, they were looking for a minority lesbian as a writer. They literally wanted a minority lesbian to be a writer. And you take a look at, at what's going on. Oh, real quick, the Electoral College is, before I get into this, the Electoral College is so that places like North Dakota, Delaware have a say. Because if it wasn't that, all you would do is campaign in New York and California, Texas and Florida. You wouldn't yep. go anywhere else. And Illinois. And Illinois. Yeah. That would be it. Five states. And you wouldn't give a shit about anybody else. You would not care about what North Dakota thinks or Montana thinks if you didn't give them electoral votes to give a shit about. So, so they they want a, a lesbian writer. I'm gonna go with a black lesbian. I love black lesbians. I literally think God is a British black lesbian who DJs in heaven with the best cocaine. And nobody has condoms. If somebody gets pregnant, an angel gets their wings. That's my opinion of heaven. God is a British black lesbian. But let's say black lesbians. Let's say they're looking for a black lesbian to write on this show. What percentage of population is gay? 10. 10%. What percentage of that? What percentage of that population is black? 10. 10% of this population is black. So you're now down to 1% of the country. Now, what percentage of that is lesbian? 50. So now we're down to 0.5% of the population. You are looking for a writer to represent 0.5% of the population. And who is black lesbian writer? North Dakota. Yeah. That's North Dakota. You have to have North Dakota in there. Everybody's got to be represented. Black lesbians have to be represented, even though they represent a sliver of the population. It's the same fucking thing, man. Yeah. You can't cry for this and then get mad at that. This is what America's built on. Everybody together. The problem is with everybody, the Hillary camp, is you you bet on a bad hand. You got a bad hand. You went this is what happened. You went to Vegas with a hundred G's and you were excited to gamble and you put all your hundred G's on double deuces. You had two twos and you went all in on it and you you celebrated. You started thinking about all the great shit that was gonna happen when you got your big pot, because you went 100 G's in, and you lost. And now you're like, what the fuck happened? You bet on a bad horse. You bet on a bad hand, man. You yeah. bet on a bad hand. She had too many bullet holes. Too, dude. She's leaking. And you refused, 
It was so funny. I got I got yelled at by a friend of mine on Facebook. He told me he lost a lot of respect for me because I put out a tweet that said, this election's between a guy who says bad things and this is between an election between a candidate who says bad things and someone who does mean bad things. Says mean things, does bad things. And I got ripped by people. Well, Trump has done some bad things. Oh, well, well, there's a scale of bad things. There's a scale of bad things. Certainly. You know, if you're saying he's done some shady business deals, I would tell you, yeah, that's bad. Compared to giving to fucking selling out our uranium to the Russians who just pulled out of our nuclear treaty. I would say that's like, that's fucking, you know, peanuts compared to what we saw in these emails that Hillary did. And the problem is that people discount those emails, even though people were telling them, like myself, and that we agree on everything but this one thing. We agree on everything but Hillary. You think I'm an asshole. Because we agree on fucking uh, gun laws, equal rights for equal pay, equality regardless of your race, your gender, your sexual orientation, uh, protecting the environment, protecting animals, you know, freedom of speech. We agree on everything of that except for this one woman. But because I don't agree on this one thing, I'm a fucking asshole. And that's really what I, people told me. And people go, oh, dude, that, Josh Wolf goes, dude, that tweet is dangerous. It's, it's, too, it's simplified and it's dangerous. I go, dude, I have 140 characters. Like, how deep can I go on this tweet? Yeah, we shouldn't even be doing it. Yeah. You fucking, you refuse to admit you wanted to be right instead of do right. And what would have been right is to tell Clinton you fucking stole the election from, from Bernie and he should be the one running. And we saw it start. When did we see it start? When did we see it start? We saw it start when he got in trouble for some hacking. Remember he, like, hacked into Hillary's shit? And then it turned out it was an employee that Clinton had suggested to them? Do you remember that happened way early in the election and they were going to take away his right to see polling data? And you're like, that's when it started. It was Malkovanian, dude. She fucking kneecapped him. Machiavellian. Machiavellian. Machiavellian? Machiavellian? Machiavellian. Okay. Most people who listen to me don't even know what the fuck that is, too. Yeah. And I'm not judging. I'm just like an idiot, too. I'm just saying. What what is it? Machiavellian. There we go. It was just done purposely. Yeah. And I didn't mean to insult anybody's insult that listened to this. I'm very thankful you listened to it. I'm just saying. I I, I barely know what I'm talking about. She's a political animal. She's a no. She's a, she's a she's Gollum. She wants the precious. She's a win at all. She was a win at all costs. Yeah. Type thing. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I you will never see a, a candidate have both parties behind her, the media behind her, the fucking money behind her, the power behind and lose. I, it's I can't stress enough what an upset this is. Yeah. And everybody hates Trump, and I I'm, I don't like Trump, but he. He put, he basically showed us how corrupt the media is, how corrupt politics is, how dirty everything is. I mean, he won it in the face. Like, dude, I would have loved to seen Trump selling out arenas, Bernie selling out arenas, and a heavyweight fight between those two. Yeah. But they didn't let us do it. Mm-mm. And I got yelled by at this guy that, you don't understand, this is how they treat women who run for politics. I go, since since... They never did that to Geraldine Ferraro. And since Geraldine Ferraro, five five women have run for either vice president or president. 
Michelle Bachman, Sarah Palin, this Michelle crazy chick who real time ripped to shreds because she says she worshiped Satan at one point. She was a witch. At one point. Yeah, what was her name? Michelle um, something? Yeah, I don't even remember. And then you had uh, Carly Fierro, the, uh, or Ferraro, the, the woman from oh, Hewitt. Oh, Fiorina. Yeah, Fiorina. And then you had Hillary Clinton. Yeah. Those are the five. Are any of those quality human beings? No. no. And what do you notice about four of them are Republican, one Democrat? She didn't let other women run. Nope. She just locked it down. She actually held women back. If you really think about it, there's Elizabeth Warren would have been amazing. That woman from Hawaii is great. I mean, uh, what's her? Who was the head of the Democrats for a while? Uh, not Barbara Boxer. Who's the other one out of San Francisco? Oh, Feinstein? Yeah. Yeah. Barbara Boxer or Feinstein could have ran. They didn't because Hillary had that shit down the lockdown because Hillary wanted to be the first female president and yeah. she wouldn't let anybody run. Now she's gone. Ding dong. It's got to go, man. And you know what? You guys got to stop fucking just thinking that, you know, you got to get your media from the five major networks. They're all owned by the same people. You got to listen. You got to listen, man. You got to be have your mind open, dude. So here we are, dude. I would like to look at. Oh, I already talked about that, but dude, if you wanna if you wanna make history, you gotta have a bulletproof candidate. Obama was relatively bulletproof. But yeah, he was you know why? Because he jumped so quickly forward. Yeah, he really didn't have a time to get dirty. Yeah. He was a what one term senator out of Illinois. Yep. And they just jumped. They they still have happiness in their eyes. Mm -hmm. They didn't have to go through the evil ass shit, and they got right to it. Yeah. They got the prize early. Everybody else has to slug their way through, and the only way you move up is if you show you play ball. Mm -hmm. And, I, dude, listen. At the end of the day, I think Obama's the best president we've had. Now, there are things he didn't do well, and I will agree with that. The, 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 the drone strikes, yeah, that's war criminal fan. shit. Okay? A lot of people are upset about Obamacare. Well, let me tell you something. The high rates... That was that was gonna happen, dude. When Obamacare passed, all the insurance companies' fucking stock prices just rose because everybody knew it was gonna. Because you weren't gonna get young people to join it because young people think they're invincible. They all think they're X Men. And they, that was gonna happen. You knew it was gonna happen. Yeah. You could put Santa Claus into the presidency, and he would he would come out a war criminal. It is the Evil, inherent evil of the position. No matter who you put in there, Santa Claus, Captain Kangaroo, the dude who hosted Blues Clues, you name it, that dude is going to come out fucking evil. Yeah. No matter what decision you make, right or wrong, someone will die. Yeah. Thousands, probably. But the problem is with Hillary, she loved that shit. Yeah. We saw it in the emails. She goes, a lot of Syrians are going to die. Are you cool with that? You know, people didn't want to listen. She's She was sucking fucking the Saudis at Qatar's dick. They gave a million dollars to the Clinton Foundation. You know, they gave a million dollars. You got to pay that money back in fucking favor. And that's why we're in a proxy war right now with, in fucking Yemen. Because we're, we're, we're Saudi's fucking strong arm. We're their lethal weapon as we bomb in uh, Yemen because... The fucking Iranians are the other side. There's a proxy war going on between Saudi Arabia and Iran, and they're fighting over here in Yemen, and we're in the middle of it. We're in a war that we weren't even approved to do. Like, that's crazy shit, right? Mm, we've never been in. We haven't been in a war we've been approved to do since World War II. I mean, we proved, uh, we, we approved 
the Iraq war to invade Iraq. We approved uh, right, we approved yeah. Afghanistan. Yeah. You know, you're not allowed to do it. Uh, so that's it. I, that's all I want to talk about. This thing's going longer than I thought it was going to go. I'm going to do 10 more minutes and we'll get out of here. Um, so you want to hear about China or do you want to hear about that fucking snake video? I mean, I can watch a snake video. I can't, I can't go back with you to China. China's incredible, dude. It's so funny. This goes back to the media and shit like that, how they paint them as horrible people. And yes, the Chinese government is not perfect. I'm not saying Chinese government's good people. People disappear, and then all of a sudden we have new organs available for fucking buying. I get that, and I understand that. But you want to know what Vegas, you want to know what China's like? What it's like to be an expat in China? It's Vegas minus the laws. Wow. I'm not lying to you. They they pretty much have their only law is don't hurt anybody, don't murder anybody, don't rape anybody, don't punch anybody. If you don't do that. You can pretty much do whatever you want in China. They, If you're an alcoholic and you want to die of alcoholism, go to China. Yeah. I couldn't believe these guys drink like fishes every fucking night. Every night. And they drink for free. Because they're doing shows everywhere. China is literally like Vegas without the laws. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. They put me, um, like, they put me in a uh, haunted uh, this ho hotel and I get there and it's literally, I'm not lying to you, a massage parlor. So they put me in a hotel massage parlor, a haunted hotel massage parlor. Like, dude, guys were coming in and out. I, I know when dudes are getting hand jobs. I've been there, which I don't really, I, I, I paid for a hand job once. I'll never do it again. I'm like, why am I paying for this? I do this myself. Yeah. You ever been to a restaurant and you watch a dude order s spaghetti? Like, what are you doing? You yeah. can make spaghetti at fucking home. Why are you making spaghetti? Why are you ordering? Go filet mignon. You want some spaghettios? I'll fucking crack open a can for you. Yeah. And like, I thought it was haunted. I heard shit. And I was like yelling out, hey, is anybody there? Like the door opened. I'm like, hey, who's there? And then I realized if they're ghosts, they're Chinese ghosts and they only speak Chinese. That's true. So I'm yelling to them in English. Hey. And they're like, oh, oh. and uh, Shanghai has a very special Chinese. It's very loud. And it looks like people are just yelling at each other. But that's how they talk all the time. They're like a foot away from each other and they just scream. So, and, and this is obviously the most stereotypical Chinese, fake Chinese. And it just looks like they're like, are you hungry? Do you want Subway? And they're just like yelling in each other's faces. And by the way, everybody in China goes, your Chinese is really, your your Chinese is really bad. I go, it's fake Chinese. And they go, we know. And it's bad, fake Chinese. They go, you sound like our dads when they try to, I'm like, what do you want? I'm just trying to give you an example of what I heard from the ghosts who have all probably got carpal tunnel syndrome from all the angry hand jobs they gave a Christmas pass. A bunch of hand job given ghosts running around. So they took me around, like, dude, and I drank. They took me to all the hot spots in China. I drank Chinese coffee at Starbucks. I had some great Chinese food at Kentucky Fried Chicken. We're everywhere, dude. Yeah. It's everywhere. I had KFC in Cambodia. Yeah, right? And uh, Burger King in, Thai in Thailand. It's very weird because, like, I used to work at P.F. Chang's in Vegas, and they would always, you know, they'd always like, oh, we got this these business people coming in. We're, we're going to take them to PFG. I'm like, why are you taking Chinese people to a Chinese food restaurant? And I get it because you want to taste your food, what your food tastes like there. 
what's their interpretation of your food? And it was interesting. It was, dude, I can't recommend China enough. You actually go there going, could I live here? I could. Wow. Yeah. They showed the World Series games in China. I was watching it at uh, the Raging Cajun, Cajun food. I did stand up a place called Jalapenos, which was a Mexican restaurant. Wow. All the chicks are hot. All the women over there just talk about sex nonstop. That's all they do. Everything. There aren't enough, aren't enough uh, guys. What? No, there are too many guys. There's too many guys. Yeah, yeah. If you're a chick over there, you're a fucking baller. Everybody fucking loves you. Um, what else do I want to talk about? I think that's it, dude. I don't think I got a lot to talk about. Why do I feel like I just erased that? Motherfucker. I did. Look at that. You piece of shit. You piece of shit. Okay. Um, so that was China was crazy, dude. China was fuck. I mean, like, dude, they took me to these Yi Gardens, which are like 2,000 years old. It's like, it's cool to see that shit. Everything translates, man. But then we go, so they have tier cities, right? One tier, two tier, three tier. Like your main cities like Beijing, Shanghai, Hong Kong, those are one tier city because they're the most modern. Three tier is supposed to be, you know, Hickville. Guess I went to Shaman. It's a third tier city. Guess how many people live in Shaman? Uh, six million. S- seven million. Wow. And that's a hick town. Yeah. Just imagine Myrtle Beach if it had 7 million people and they're all Chinese. Shit. That's what Shaman was like. It's a beach town of 7 million people. Wow. So when you live in China and you're there on a work visa or something, you have to leave the country if you're an expat every 60 days. Yeah. You have to leave like kind of play tag a, yeah, with another thing. country and come back. In Asia, yeah, you have to do that. So my friend Barney Riviera, who's a uh, comic out there, he's a Mexican in China, and he literally gets hired by this Mexican restaurant to just hang out and talk Spanish on the microphone. <laughs> it's literally like, you know, it's like when they hire Chinese people to work at Chinese restaurants out here. It's the same, to make it authentic, and he has to talk. So he has to um he has to go to taiwan for like a brief just tag taiwan and Mm -hmm. come back yeah so me and this female comic from portland named kyrie we have to go on our own he literally just told us find your way to the hotel why we go to taiwan now, I'm lucky Kyrie talks a little Chinese. I talk none. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know where the fuck we're going. So they're like, hey, we got to find this hotel. We're staying at a huge hotel. Here's the problem with the hotel. It's in the back alley. This giant hotel's in the back alley. Oof. Nobody knows where that restaurant is and where the hotel is. Like, have you ever been in L.A. just walking around and someone goes, hey, do you know where blah, blah, blah is? And you're like, oh, my, I don't know where that is. I've lived here for 15 years. I don't know where certain things are in this building. Yeah. Yeah. The China, dude, they don't know where this back alley hotel is. This guy was standing in front of the hotel. We asked him, do you know where this hotel is? He did not know where the hotel was. Standing in front of the hotel. He sent us down the alley. He was in front of it. 
That's so funny. So they put us in this taxi. The girl woman goes, do you know where this hotel is? The woman goes, yes, the female taxi is. Kyrie is a feminist. She's like, see, we got a female to do it. Females know what's up. This woman had no clue where she was going. I'm like, how's your feminism now? So we go. She just like, we drive to like this main area, the downtown of Shaman. We're like, we're lost. What do we see? A Starbucks. I'm like, just go in there. Let's just go in Starbucks. And I felt I'm going to end up living in Starbucks. I'm going to be Tom Hanks from Terminal. I'm going to be in my, my phone doesn't work. I can't get on the phone here. I'm going to end up living in, in fucking the Starbucks in Shaman. Never, ever, ever leaving this place. Probably getting Kyrie pregnant, raising a family here. Never leaving the Starbucks ever in my life. Just going outside while they close and when they reopen, go back inside. <laughs> That's because I had no clue where the fuck we were. Little did I know that we were a block away from our hotel. Dude, it's crazy, dude. And I'm an old man. Like, everybody wants to go out because I know. They're like, you want to go out? I go, I know you guys are going to be out till 4 or 5 in the morning. No. I want to go to fucking sleep. I'm three days back. I still haven't caught up on my sleep. Oh, yeah. I'm it takes st- a while. Right? It's unfucking believable All right. Uh, I want to talk about lizards. I watched X-Men Apocalypse. You watched that? No. That is unbelievable that someone thought that that movie was okay to put out. I'm telling you, it is the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. But Jennifer, uh, what's her name? Jennifer is just J Law. She's so fucking hot. Yeah, it's so unbelievable. But I don't even give a shit. Like, who's the Margaret? What's her name? That was in Suicide Squad. Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie. Is she the worst actress you've ever seen in your life? I haven't seen too much with her in it, to be honest. You did, hey, really? No, I didn't even see that movie. It's bad. Yeah, um, that's what I heard. It, it's bad. I mean, they really blew a chance to do something amazing. Um, Margot Robbie is what happens if you took an Instagram model and gave her a A-list actress career. She is the she is so hot that nobody gives a shit that she cannot act. She cannot act. Is she even Instagram model hot though? She is pretty fucking hot, dude. I mean, she ruined. She's ruined two of two of Will Smith's movie. I don't know why he he's done two movies with her. The first movie he did with her was the first time in all of his life, and like he was on a roll of like like ten number one movies in a row. He did a movie with her. It was the first time that they didn't get a number one movie. It was unbelievable. It was terrible. Yeah. I, uh, ten minutes in, I, I what was it off. called? Uh, God, it was something stupid. I think, yeah, it was just dumb. It's it like was one dumb. word. Yeah. I, also, I want to tell everybody who's yelling at me about being on my phone during the End of the World podcast. I was checking results. I wanted to see if Prop 60 passed. That's all. Which it did. Thank so God. I'm really upset the death penalty thing didn't pass. I mean, dude, it's not about... It's it about, did. No, they, they, it's the still... The repeal? Yeah, it did. It at got end, repealed? At the end of the night, yeah, it did. Oh, there's no death penalty in California. Are you telling me that? I think so. Look it up. Uh, I think you're wrong. I think it passed. It should, dude. We don't need a death penalty. Dude, I would rather have a million. Focus. Focus was the name of that shitty movie. Yeah, it was horrible. Her acting was so bad, but she's so hot. Some fucking director's like, I don't give a shit. I got to look at this chick. 
Like, imagine that's how hot you are. You are, you are, you are, your facial structure is so symmetrical that people want to give you millions of dollars to work with them. Jennifer Lawrence can act. Yeah. Margot Robbie cannot. Well, guys, how was this one? I felt this was the better one of the last three I've done. I think the last two before this were just weird. Uh, I had a great time. If you're in Vegas, come see me, man. Friday, Saturday night. I'm going to be on Jason L's show tomorrow. Subscribe to my YouTube channel. YouTube.com backslash Sam Tripoli. Come see me, dog. Get at me, dude. All right, man. I'll see you guys soon. Take care. Love you guys. Ciao.